Welcome to Menopause, Marriage and Motherhood, a podcast about that time of life that tends to take us all by surprise. I'm your host, Karen O'Connor. Let's get right into it. (laughs) So Marianne and and I are going to start this podcast by giggling, which is how we spend most weeks when we talk on the phone. I'm talking today to one of my closest friends, Marianne LePert, who started off talking about and teaching French chic and French style and has kind of morphed into teaching people is not the right word, educating people on how to eat well and still lose weight and be healthy. So welcome, Marianne, and thanks for being on my podcast again. Hello, Karen, and uh, thank you very much for having me on your podcast. Oh, you're so welcome. So this is a conversation we've been talking about having for a very long time because we've been having conversations about the way French people eat compared to the way, you know, most other Western countries eat and how do French women stay slim. So tell me how you created this, because it's not just a program. You've got like groups and you do all sorts of things to go with it, doesn't it? Tell me what is it about French women? Why do French women not get fat? I mean, I know that's the name of a book, French Women Don't Get Fat, but why do French Women Get Fat, Well, it's all, it's all um, a mindset. It's all a, a façon de, de vivre, you know, a lifestyle. It's not just recipes. It's not only, okay, we're not going to eat. It's a whole way of, of uh, living. And uh, we call it, you know, the, the art of eating and the art of, um, of living all together. Because, you know, we, we really love our food. We have a real passion with it and uh, we have to share it. And it's not just eating. It's also, and not what to eat, but it's also, you know, how we eat in a general uh, fashion, if you like, that makes it that we do not overeat. And therefore, if we do not overeat, we don't put on weight. And it's also that thing that we really, um, without being obsessed with it and weighing ourselves every five minutes, we um, address any weight gain there and then. Yeah, it's funny because I was thinking about that because I remember you telling me, I, I don't even know it was, think it was Christmas, but you said, oh, I'll put on a little bit of weight. So I'm going to go on a, what was it, a petit, petit diet uh, or um, something? Petit, yeah, petit, a petit regime, which is mainly you just cut out the things that you may have been indulging in, in probably too much bread or too many pastries over Christmas or something. <laughs> so instead of having pastry every day or, you know, you just have it at the weekend or something like that or and have a soup uh, of an evening instead of having uh, cheese or something like that. You know, you, you just, um, in French, that would be, you know, manger des repas allégés, which are lighter meals as opposed to heavy ones. And that doesn't have to last for too long. Mm, if you keep on top of it, it, it mm. helps a lot, doesn't it? When people talk to you and they what they ask you about eat, what is the biggest thing? What do you see as the biggest problem for people who that come to you that join your programs on this? Uh, they have they are usually overweight, um, but also they um, they feel a certain guilt about um, the food and overeating. Mm-hmm. They are. Um, Snacking, they don't know how to stop snacking. They are, you know, um, they are overeating generally. Uh, 
And many people do not, um, do not share their food, do not take the time to actually relax around food, you know, sit down at, a, at the table and, um, and eat and actually enjoy it. It's interesting, isn't it? Because there's a, an American restaurant not far from where we live and the portions that they give out, I'm just like, <laughs> John, we still would have left them. And I know one of the things you talk about is just smaller portions, using a smaller plate rather than a bigger plate because it looks more when it's on a smaller plate. You look like you're eating more. So there's a lot of psychology there, isn't there? Exactly. In fact, um, this is what I recommend because, you know, I recommend reducing the portions because overeating could be due to just something as simple as having large portions. And um, an easy way that I found to have, you know, to reducing portion is just by eating from a smaller plate. So therefore, you are bound to have um, a reduced portion. It is much easier. And also to, to be eating from really beautiful a beautiful china so that you're actually enjoying from eating um, on a smaller plate as opposed to being a punishment so it's kind of like that whole that whole philosophy of uh, eating making eating a kind of oh what do you call it a, like something you enjoy rather than something you've got to do exactly and not rushing through it take your time enjoy it and um, use the, the best ingredients, or that is, is part of the pleasure of eating. Because you don't stint on what you eat. You don't not eat anything, do you, because it's fattening or anything. I've seen what you eat. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Because, it, yes, and there's something in it, and it's because a portion is much smaller. I remember when I was little, my grandma always had a pudding after lunch and a dessert after dinner, always, every day. And my grandma was the same build as you and I, but the portions of everything were just probably a third of the size that they are now, to be perfectly honest, I reckon. Yeah, I'm not surprised, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But your program, because this is what I wanted to get you onto the podcast for, because you started this whole Eat Like a French Woman. Is it called Eat Like a French Woman? I actually can't remember. Yes, it is. Eat Like a French Woman, yes. Yeah. Because so, we just call it Eat when we're talking, the Eat program. So Eat Like a French Woman. What made you start that program? Well, I had um, a big demand because I was doing, I'm already doing style and people started talking about, you know, I laugh in France and style and what about eating French food and everything. It's all... I find it is all part of the same thing about the French lifestyle. Uh, and we use actually the same guidelines, you know, uh, which is really, really funny when you think about it. The same guidelines as we have for style, we use them for eating. Which and is? I had so much demand, which are, you know, the three pillars of French chic, which is less is more, keep it simple, and quality, not quantity, and it works. And it's how, you know, I teach that in my, in my EAT program. And I teach that in my style programs too. <laughs> same stuff, just a different topic. It's exactly the yeah. same. Yeah. Simplicity, less is more. I mean, you know, there you go. The portion reduction. <laughs> so you had a demand for people to find out about the EAT program yes. or how to eat. So 
what does it look like now? What do you do in the program? Oh, the program is, is huge now. Absolutely huge because I've been running a few times a year since then, the past three or four years, live boot camps, workshops, masterclasses. So there's so much material in this program. And it's not just that because I've also got a private community on Facebook that is really active and people post, um, you know, their meals, they're posting, you know, their new China, they are posting even recipes, uh, they're asking questions or if they are having problems, you know, they're asking for help. And it's such a supportive community that um, I answer them, of course, but, you know, all the other um, people who are in it as well. So everybody supports each other. That's really good. It's a really good idea because just having that kind of interaction in the group, because you get a, it's not just reliant on you then. Everybody else is kind of chipping in and it becomes a community, doesn't it? Exactly, exactly. And this is what makes it a program that works because you can buy you know, courses or read a book, they so very well, but if you haven't got the support and if you haven't got the support at home or if you haven't got the support of community, it makes things so much harder to succeed. So when people have a problem of they, you know, they're not doing too well, you know, they, they're asking for help and say, oh, what should I do now? You know, and uh, we will support, support them. And it's not about depriving yourself of anything either, is it? It's not about going on a diet. It's not about going out and spending two hours a day at the gym or going for a run or anything like that, is it? Not at all. I mean, you know, I call it the French no diet diet because it's, um, you could call it a diet because you lose weight, but it's not a diet. I recently even did a video about the intermittent fasting. And I was reminding my ladies that really, you know, uh, some people even advocate not eating for a couple of days. But I said, you know, when you are eating like a French woman uh, and normally, which is what we advocate, you actually, when you think of it, you're actually fasting overnight for eight hours, 10 hours, even 12 hours, depending on what time you finish eating to the, you know, the time of your breakfast. So we are actually doing that. And this is, um, you know, break first, you're breaking the fast. And in French, le petit déjeuner, so, you, you know, le jeûne is fasting. So you're actually, you know, stopping the jeûne. So you're actually doing that naturally every day. You don't need to go on, long fasting you don't have to cut out whole groups of food in france in france we have a really wide uh, we eat from a variety a large variety of foods and we don't cut out food groups which is not healthy for um healthy for you unless you're on special diets due to you know medical conditions but you know as a side but um no we encourage people to have a wide variety of um of food and not actually diets because diets feel like like a punishment also, also. Yeah, it's a restriction. You're not free to, to do the things you enjoy doing. And it's not about that, is it? It's about learning how to really enjoy your food. Mm. Exactly. And diets, I think, could be probably why we say that diets don't work because, uh, you know, you are so restricted for a period of time, let's say a month, that afterwards, all you think about, really, you become so obsessed with food. All the food you're obsessed with, all the food you can't eat. <laughs> And uh, at the end, even if you have lost weight, if you have succeeded to lose weight, at the end, you know, many, many people take back on all the weight they've lost even more because they just, uh, you know, let it all go and gorge almost themselves to the food that they have been punished for a whole month. So, you know, you feel so bad when you're on a diet, 
many people feel hungry, many people feel that you know, they're eating food they may not enjoy. Uh, some of them even powdered drinks and stuff like that, things that are not real food. Afterwards, you know, they, they have um, a crash, let's say. Tell me some of the stories of people that have come into your group. How were they feeling and, and what happened with them? Yes, um, some ladies um, had put on weight over the years. Uh, some had problems with uh, specific problems. Some uh, were snacking too much. And some people wanted to find a, a reconnection with food. You know, they, they, they viewed food because um, all their lives, they had a different way to look at food. Like they had to eat food quickly or they were in a hurry. And food was not a main part of their lives. So they want to reconnect with food and how to eat uh, in a healthier manner that makes them happy. So, um, you know, going through the course, it, it had really changed so much and almost some paradigm, you know. Um, and it's, oh, wow, this passion, this love for food. Now I'm enjoying everything about food, even the, the shopping, shopping about food. I spend more time choosing good produce, uh, good quality ingredients. I spend more time and I'm enjoying cooking. I no longer do that really quickly, really quickly. I don't eat on the run anymore. Um, I don't even need to snack, so I stop snacking, you know, that kind of thing. So it has really changed their lives. And, and um, it's good to hear some stories of some ladies who said, oh, I am on your program, but my husband and I, you know, my husband has joined me as well. We're doing that now as a family. And they post photos of, you know, they, they lay the table nicely, with a nice tablecloth, beautiful china, and they, they're showing beautiful um, food. And they post that in the group. It's really, really beautiful to, um, to see that, you know. It has changed their lives. Do, do you do any actual videos of recipes or do you just put the recipes up there? I know you put photos up and I know you did for a while, but it actually takes so long to do those videos, the, mm. the cooking videos. Do you still do them or do you just talk about it and, and take photos and stuff? Yeah, I did a few, for, a few videos um, recipe videos but as you know it takes it is so much it is a big production <laughs> really really big production and the the preparation is big the actual shooting has got so many uh, parts of it and the editing it's just um it's just really unfeasible for me at this time anyway to, to do that regularly so i've got a few there which are uh, posted into the e-course but the eat program the beauty of the EAT program, actually, is not so much about what you eat or so even my recipes. Mm -hmm. It is the how to eat. So everybody can apply it with what they eat. As long as they apply the guidelines of how they eat, they can eat their food. It doesn't matter you know, which recipes they use or the type of food they're eating. They can apply that, those French guidelines, onto what they eat. So, you know, I don't mind posting a recipe now and again, but the... Um, it is more of the, the way you eat that is important, really. That's actually a really good point because culturally, mm. you know, if you look at the Germans, the Germans have got a completely different diet to the French or the Italians or the English, definitely the English. But if you apply those same principles, you can keep eating the food that you're used to cooking just in a different exactly. way. Yeah? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, as long as you reduce portion, you know, and you, you stop the snacking and all the other guidelines, there are many little parts of it. It's not just, you know, do this, you know, 
but um, there are many little parts that you you need to apply that all work together that will actually at the end you know if you apply that you will lose weight there's, there's no two ways about it unless you know you have a special condition but the thing is everybody knows really if you eat less you will lose weight <laughs> it's true <laughs> it's true but we do it in a way that is enjoyable <laughs> without thinking about you know losing the weight you know you still enjoy the food that um, that you love eating but uh, in smaller quantity I didn't realise snacking was such a big problem. I honestly thought it was just the types of food and the amount of food. I didn't realise that because I have my dinner at night and what, six, seven o'clock, and then I don't eat till probably eight, nine o'clock the following morning. But that's just normal for me. <laughs> I didn't realise that people have snacks in between those times, Rich. <laughs> yes, yeah, so some people... Um have a mid-morning snacks and they can snack again in the afternoon, maybe a couple of snacks in the afternoon. And uh, some people even snack after the evening meal. So, and because the snacking is usually done um, as a habit, mm. things that happen, you know, a few steps happen and then you snack, for instance, you know, you have a snack with your coffee or you're eating something in the car while you're going somewhere every day, you're always doing the same thing um, or eating something on the way to, you know, or buying a snack when you buy a newspaper or something. So these um, mindless ways of eating, you don't really realize you're doing it and it's become a habit and uh, you're always doing it. It's that is why the habits, they are so difficult to, to stop. But these, many people don't actually count that as what they have eaten because they forget. Uh, it's only one little thing, it doesn't count. But at the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of the month, at the end of the year, that amounts to a lot of food eaten. But you suddenly stop that, then you will you will notice a change in in your weight. I know yeah. for me personally, if I'm snacking, I don't feel good. So I know for for a while I was a real grazer. I didn't have big meals. I just kind of grazed my way through the day, and that worked for me for a while. But then there came a time when it didn't work, and I had to really kind of divide the food into three meals because that was mm. the only way my body could deal with it because we all change and that's the other thing isn't it is it about listening to your body learning how to listen to your body and adapt to it as well definitely definitely and that, i teach that as well you, you know it's listening to your body because um so there's a, a section on the on the program about that listening to your body and many women have told me it is it has opened my eyes Yes, I didn't even listen to my body. I was full and I continued eating. I felt bloated, but I continued eating. So all these things, people are no longer listening to their bodies because the amount of food they have been used to eating led them to believe, well, that's what I've got to continue eating. But even though their bodies you know, were telling them, oh, I'm completely full, I'm bloated, I can't take it anymore, but they continued. So you know, eating mindfully makes a big difference. And it goes against the teaching that from when I was growing up, it's like clean your plate. Don't leave anything on your plate. There's children in Africa starving. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And that is, that is a, a habit. It's even more than a habit. I mean, it's a lifelong way to do things. You have been taught when you were a child. That is very, very difficult to stop. And many mm. people have been brought up like that. And it's mm. so, so difficult to stop that one. Yeah. The, the other one that I was taught was you eat what you don't like first. 
so that by the time you get to what you do like, you're going to finish it anyway and it helps you clear your plate. <laughs> I never thought of that because what I don't eat, what I don't like, I don't eat. Yeah. I, I don't put on my plate things I don't eat, I don't like. No, that's right. So as we're older, we don't do that. But I still do the whole, okay, which to do I like the least? Okay, I need to eat that. Oh. I don't like it. Oh, right. Okay. It first. So the stuff, <laughs> um, that, yeah, the, the really yummy stuff, whatever it is, <laughs> that goes in last, even though I might be full by that time. <laughs> oh, well, you know, there could be something for that because uh, we have desserts at the end. Of the meal, <laughs> that's yeah, usually what you like, right. the best, like the best. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I certainly do. I love my desserts. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, when I went to Paris a couple of months ago, I went to the um, Macaron la, la Durée to La Durée. I don't know if you heard. I've heard of them, and uh, they served me the hot chocolate, but it was so thick. Oh, it was like almost solid. It was like they they they. <laughs> They've melted a, um, you know, a tablet of chocolate into the pot, and I did some some cream with it, and it just like I couldn't even drink a whole cup. It was so thick, I was like, oh, I'm gonna be sick. It was so so rich, but oh, we don't do at home. We don't do the hot chocolate like that. It's just it's just too much. I was gonna say, how sweet was it? Because I remember French chocolate as being. I, I mean, I I don't remember it as being particularly sweet I always drank cocoa and still do not hot chocolate which for those of you who don't know what cocoa is it's like hot chocolate without all the sugar <laughs> it's just literally chocolate powder with no sugar in and and I like that slight bitterness and I found from when I, I remember being in France which admittedly is like a 30 years ago um it wasn't as sweet it, it was a little bit sweet but it wasn't like eating a bar of chocolate for sure Yes, I'm. I'm wondering if that could be maybe for the for you know visitors to Paris who want to try that, but really you know at home we would not drink a hot chocolate like that. It was to me it was almost undrinkable. It was too thick, far too rich, far too sweet. Not something my mum used to make us um, a hot chocolate the traditional way. So she would melt some um, uh, hot chocolate, you know, from the tablet of chocolate with some milk. And that's how we had it. So it's much lighter, um, not as thick, obviously, not as thick, but just made with, um, with milk. But it was done only for, for a birthday, so for very special occasions. We don't have that every day. But the children can have um, um, a bowl of chocolate in the morning, for instance. It's going to be milk and the chocolate powder, special ones you buy in the shops. So, you know, to dilute in it, but not the actual... A melted chocolate tablet every day, you can't have that. It's just far too rich, far too much. Mm. No, people don't have that. Only on special occasions. We used to do that. There's a chocolate factory in Western Australia, the Margaret River Chocolate Factory, and they make hot chocolate like that because they have the chocolate, little chocolate buttons, and they put them in mm -hmm. the cup first and then pour the hot milk over them and then you stir it and melt it. Just, oh, it's nice. Yes. But I like the dark chocolate one because it's, not as oh, yes. sweet. So tell me about your eat course. I uh, I will be running a live a live boot camp in early January. That's right. So, you will. Yes. 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 Right after so, Christmas. Exactly. For all those ladies who have 
uh, overeaten <laughs> and uh, would like to lose some weight and you know restart a good way to eat for the new year they um they will be able to join so my uh, special boot camp i don't know the name yet but uh, no worries it will be a boot camp over a week maybe five or six calls you know five calls the first week start on a tuesday and um, another call the week after so we have four calls the first week maybe a call the week after to see how they've been getting on so plenty of support in the group because in the live in the the, the facebook community that i have for that um, course that's the this is where i run all my live events all my live master classes boot camp and etc and workshops so we do everything live in there and the calls are recorded and added into the actual program later so even if you cannot join live you can still watch the recording later and uh, there will be you know lots of participation and all the people the students who are already in the e program are always added in for free in all my new boot camps and workshops they love participating in everything new so it's not just like a week-long program is it the boot camp's not just like a week-long program the boot camp is to kind of kick start you into the program that's ongoing you just keep going with it as long as you you want you got access to everything all the time oh yes exactly exactly so the the eat program is um you have lifetime access to the to the program but regularly i add those live classes so to lose weight or something to you know to remind you of all the guidelines you know whatever the topic and then you always you're always participating in something, something new, in something live to to remind you, you know, okay, uh, let's do this again. Let's because some people, you know, fall off the wagon, uh, so to so to speak, and they need this little refresher now and again. I think we do. What I really like about it is it's not like okay, let's get into the new year and do this big detox and go on a diet and start at the gym. A friend of mine said to me, I've just paid for the world's most expensive gym um, membership because it cost me $650 for one visit. I never went for the rest of the year. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. The gym's like, like for you to pay for the whole year because they know you're not going to go uh, after right. January. But that's what I really like about the EAT program because you don't just go and you don't do a week or even two or three months. It's there to support. It's, just, it's because it's about changing the lifestyle. Exactly. Exactly. You, cha- you, change, uh, you change basically your whole life. Mm. That, that it has such a big impact on people's lives. Unbelievable. And when I, fir- when I first created it, I had not actually, because it's such a part of how I live, I had not actually... Um, realize the impact it would have on other people who were not actually actually doing that. It has changed their lives, and you know I receive um, comments all the time, and you know emails, and people in the group actually mention that it just changed everything. I never thought it would have such much impact. We had so many conversations, and you're going, no, 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 no. People aren't going to be interested in that. They can't style unlike Marianne. Seriously, how you eat. Exactly, because when you live like that, you don't realize, okay, but that's how we've always done it. I didn't know anything different. But it's the same with the the style thing as well, because one of the things I really admire in what you do is that it doesn't matter who the person is. There is a style that will make them feel good and look good, and they don't have to be tall and skinny to do that. (laughs) 
going off on a bit of a tangent there. The biggest problem <laughs> you've had in all the years that I've known you is getting photographs of older women to go on the all of the graphics because the, you can't get photos of older women looking nice. They're just mm. not available. Not which exactly, is pretty awful. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I had something, remember, I've got a program called dressed 10 years younger but the lady is so young <laughs> and um, that was to make up one of ladies but uh, oh why didn't you pick you know somebody of our age in the 50s i said but I just can't find those photos no, I just can't find copyright free photos of this lady so maybe i should take a photograph of me instead i don't know <laughs> but it wouldn't be as nice <laughs> but, but i agree with you it's like when i look for photographs because my group obviously is menopause marriage and motherhood when i look for photographs You've either got women in their 20s and 30s or you've got grey-haired older women. But there's mm. not that in-between age. And it's like, okay, there's either retired people or there's young people. There's no kind of midlife women anywhere. It's like we're invisible and we're invisible in the shops as well, you know. Exactly. There's no clothes exactly. shops or clothes I, I mean, France is a little bit different. I'm talking about Australia here and the UK. No clothes shops for women our age that make you look good. It's all about hiding. <laughs> and it's difficult yeah. to move beyond that. It is difficult. It is difficult. Uh, it's as if, you know, at 50-year-old, you have to, to decide which camp you want to be in. Do you want to be in the camp of a 20 or 30-year-old wearing, you know, hot pants? <laughs> or, or do you want to be in, in the camps of the 80-plus 80, 80 ladies who... You know, I don't know. You want to hide everything. I, I don't know. It's just, it's this difficult in the shops. Definitely. It, it is. And, but it's also a reflection of the eating as well, because it's like when you get to a certain age, the entire fashion industry expects you to be overweight. So that's, that's what they provide for you. Overweight clothes. There's no, nothing to, that actually makes you, makes you proud of who you are. And that's what you do with the eat and with the style thing is about just psychologically making you feel proud of yourself. Exactly. And there's something else that people are surprised when I talk about clothes to wear when you eat. People <laughs> don't expect that. Because <laughs> What clothes do you wear to eat? <laughs> that, well, that would, make, that would make a difference. Well, I have to... to uh, <laughs> to join the, the course to find out but uh, yes it does have an impact yeah wow isn't that interesting i never i would never think of wearing a particular set of clothes to eat i i think i mean you know what i'm like i'm i'm dressed up today can you see i've got a nice I've got a nice uh, yes but Medieval. normally, Medieval. you know what i'm like i'm in my gym kit usually because it's comfortable for when i'm working on my laptop no, but not when you eat. But going back to what you were saying about stopping eating, that was the other thing I was going to say earlier. I've got a friend of mine and a husband. We were out one night, the four of us, and her husband said, I don't know how you can leave stuff on your plate. Why can you stay so skinny and why can you leave stuff on your plate? She said, well, it's really simple. I stop eating when I'm full. Like, that's it. As soon as I feel myself start getting full, I put my knife fork down. And I don't eat anymore, whereas he'd finish off everything, you know? Yes. And then, again, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a question of listening to your body. And even 
you know, stopping eating when you start feeling full or just before you are full. Because by the time, you know, the message uh, of your stomach, you know, sending it to your brain takes about 20 minutes. So imagine that's 20 minutes extra, especially if you eat fast, that's 20 minutes extra to eat. Um, so yes, you have to and listen to glass, your body. The glass of water as well was a big one for me, but mm. your body misinterprets thirst for hunger, doesn't it? Exactly. Exactly. That's something else I teach as well. Water is very important, very important in the way we, we eat in France. You've got the boot camp starting early January, the Tuesday after New Year. That's but right. the boot camp is, you can join the EAT program anytime. So anybody that's listening to this, you can join the EAT program at any time. And all of this information that we're talking about, if you join in March, April, May, it will all be there for you to join oh, and yes. it will you do live streams regularly in that group don't you you do q and a's yes yeah regular <laughs> regular live runs like workshops live master classes regularly definitely and uh, as i said you know all the students who have already enrolled no matter when they have enrolled always have free access to all new live workshop live master classes live everything on the web page that goes with this podcast or on the youtube links i will put up a link to marianne's program and to marianne on facebook so i'll put all of those links on the website but you've also got a freebie to give away haven't you that's right i've got uh, nine reasons why you don't lose weight so this is um, uh, a free download <laughs> that's very interesting it must be because like, I'm going, okay, how many have we covered today? It's nowhere near nine. So I'd be really fascinated to find out what the other ones are. <laughs> but I'm thinking of uh, adding three more that uh, are not in that one. Yeah, nine is not enough. There's three more I need to put in. Does that come from your experience with the people in the group, what they've said? Is that how you've found out about all this stuff? Yes, and also, you know, the different way to eat, uh, that people eat. And, um, you know, they tell me, you know, I'm overweight, let's say, or even if they're not overweight, they're eating a certain way that is not, they feel it's not healthy for them, doesn't serve them. They feel that they don't uh, enjoy the food they eat, they just eat because they have to eat. And Give many me an people example also, of that. What, what would they be eating just because they had to eat? Uh, not what not what they eat, but how they eat. They're eating, for instance, too fast or in front of the television. And then they're actually realizing what they're eating. Mm. That's, um, that's a, a way to eat that many people, many people eat like that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I quite often do. I'll sit in front of the telly, especially if I'm by myself. I'll sit in front of the telly um, yes. and eat. Yeah. Rather than, or my other favorite one is standing at the kitchen bench to eat. No. Oh, <laughs> no. Eat at the table, Karen. <laughs> Sit down and eat. If I make something like, um, I made these sweet corn and halloumi fritters this morning, which are really nice, but I always make enough for a couple of days breakfast unfortunately and never make it to the second day because I spend the day picking at them and eating them <laughs> no snacking Karen I know no snacking so I'm not eating lunch and grazing on these blooming sweet corn fritters all day they're too nice they're too they nice are. Healy said to me don't make them very often mum because I eat too many mm. 
I only make them on Sunday. I, I know I spoke before about people could join the EAT program anytime, but obviously it's better if they join uh, New Year so that they get the benefit of being able to go on those live streams and catch those live streams. So you can join anytime, but it's much better if you're on the live stream so you can ask questions because people can ask you questions, can't they? Exactly, yes. That's the beauty of the, of the live classes. People are there and they can ask questions, they can comment and I reply to their questions specifically. Or if there is no time for, to answer the question, I can do later on uh, a live Q&A. So that's um, always helpful. Yeah. So ladies, join Marianne's Eat program if you want to learn how to eat like a French woman and stay slim. Exactly. Exactly. I look forward to, to seeing you all, ladies. Thank you so much, Marianne. I really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to talk to you and stay warm. We were laughing. I've got to say this. We were laughing before we started recording because here I've got the air conditioning on and it's, it's like, I think it's 32 degrees outside. And Marianne's had to find a light because the sun's still not up where she is and it's absolutely freezing and the, they've been flooded and all sorts of things. So we're polar opposites <laughs> where we are in the world. Well, thank you very much, Karen, for having me on your podcast. It was a real pleasure, as usual. And uh, I look forward to, to welcoming all new, uh, all new students to the EAT program. Yeah, this is a great way to start off a year without being New Year's resolution about it, because we all fail at New Year's resolutions. This is about changing your lifestyle, yeah, and mm. changing who you are for yourself, for sure. So thanks, Marianne. Have a happy new year, a wonderful 2021. Thank you. You too. All the best for next year. Thanks for joining us this week on Menopause, Marriage and Motherhood. Make sure you visit our website, middleagedwomenstuff.com, where you can subscribe to the show in any of the players or via RSS so you'll never miss a thing. If you liked this show, you might want to check out the webpage, which gives you lots more information about both our host and our guest, along with heaps of other resources. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday and Friday for the next episode. And that's all for this episode. We can't wait to see you next time.